Hi, my name is Ilya Sanchez. You're watching 110 Football. What's up? Let's do this. Welcome everyone into a new episode of LAFC 360. We're back after another late Sunday night at the bank. But don't worry, we're not tired yet. Well, Max and I are a little tired, but we'll bring it. Uh, we're ready to put on a great show for you guys after a great LAFC win. Here's the group joining me this week from right to left. My right, not theirs. Jessica Black is back rocking that sweet LAFC leather jacket. How are you doing, Jessica? I'm good. You guys remember, you can get this exact same jacket at LAFC HQ and the app. If you want to look like me, go get oh, it. I'll be I'll be dressing like that next week. I think there's an age limit on we'll this. On this Ooh. One. Ooh. I know. First, I have to hear from him. Yeah. And by the way, why is it just me and you are tired? And these two are just fresh I know. as a we daisy. Put you, but we, we put you between two young people, so you got it more. Yeah. I have an you open know, Max, space I could have sworn there was a couple grays in yeah. there earlier. It was. <laughs> by the Very way. funny. <laughs> I have to paint out the grays, all right? Full transparency. Paint them out with a little stick. Announcing himself as he should, the voice of LAFC, Max Bredos is here. Gomez Fantastic. said, yes, yes, in a Max Bredos voice. That's right. Thanks, thanks is... for tuning in, Gomez. You're, come on in. It's going to be a fun show. A lot of good stuff to talk about. Always. And that's the highest form of praise for Max, just to yell, yes. 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 And Connor Kolopsis is back. I'm back. Back from his wild influencer trip around Austin. My wild influencer trip? Uh, that, you get what? weird in Austin? I got, Austin say. is weird. Is There's it? a lot of weird stuff. Is it still stuff. weird? That's the catchphrase, no? No, that's Portland. Keep Austin. There's oh, a lot of stuff. Keep Austin I just weird. Keep Austin Portland weird. Portland. Portland. They're all, no, everyone. Portland's just weird, but keep yeah. Austin weird. Everyone oh, wants to, weird. everybody wants the weird moniker. So. Not LA, we're too cool, bro. No. Yeah, we're We're cool. Not bad being a little weird. All right, enough out of you. We got to talk to the chat here. Uh, guys, before we get into it, don't forget to click on that subscribe button, like this video, and click on the bell icon to be notified of all the new videos so that you can always be here live because it's so much more fun in the chat, right? Soccer USA, Gomez. Thickety Wickets is working. Oh. Soccer USA we'll is hell-bent on, on getting him in there. We'll write him a note Soccer next USA, time. I'll, I'll get him on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll write him a note next time. All right, match day four is in the books, guys, so that means we have a fresh set of topics and storylines floating around social media. Let's talk about hashtag what's trending. Hash, no, it's just hashtag trending. Oh, There's no what. I'll get it. I'll get there. You're almost there. What's trending? There. What was this? What was this like cutting yeah. mode? I, I imagine a hashtag has to like cut through the noise. No, it was like very Cobra Kai sure. kind of. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right, whatever. Work on that one. Carry on. All right, so LAFC beats Vancouver 3-1 to one after what we thought was a weather-laden, lackluster performance. So the offense, we can say, kind of officially broke out in this one. Uh, lots of beer showers, which were very fun to watch. Uh, what did we make of the offensive explosion against Vancouver? Was it really an offensive explosion? Yeah, go ahead. Ryan Hollingshead scored two goals. I, hey, I, I just made... throw out the topics. I let you go wherever so you don't want. Don't shoot the it. messenger? No, Hash, yeah, go. Hashtag no, explosion. Look, Come at me, bro. Let's go. I, I, again, watching this game, we're getting really nitpicking. We just won 3-1, and we still have 10 points in four games. But wanna... ha have we really seen this offense go full throttle yet? That's a positive. Sure. That's a real positive to say that you haven't hit the ceiling. And ceiling feels very far, far uh, barely see it. And they got three wins and a tie to start the season. With yeah, a lot I of goals. We also have to be a little bit careful about making assumptions about what this offense is actually going to look like. We're scoring lots of goals from different, from different places. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little mm -hmm. bit later. And uh, maybe this is just what 
Dolo Ball is, you know, getting goals from different places where um, with Bob Bradley, it was mostly just Bella, Rossi, Bella, Rossi, Bella, Rossi, not really Brian, Bella, Rossi, Bella, Rossi. <laughs> so maybe we just have to just, you know, open our minds up to a different way of play. I mean, back to the offensive explosion. So we, we did in past weeks talk about how, how much we liked the shape, overall shape of the team, and we thought that that was probably an emphasis, right? So the fact that they are coming back to scoring three goals, so are they figuring something out? It was two set pieces. I will say, for a team that didn't score much on set pieces last season, and it actually has been very dangerous on set pieces, it was nice for them to finally put some goals in. So that's good. That's a good sign, right, Max? 100%. And the, every set piece they look dangerous on. And defending set pieces, they're really good as well. But offensively, this is a team, and they, uh, they've answered some challenges. I, I spoke to Steve Truendolo at the break and I said what what clicked things into in into place and he said that Vancouver goal so they're answering the bell and again you know, different guys coming up I mean, it's, it's crazy to see the players that have scored when you talk about Hollingshead and Tajuri Shradi and Mamadou Fall who actually is a very good goal scorer quite frankly but it's been sharing the wealth and it, it feels like it's the tip of the iceberg the chat oh, a reverse a iceberg is going up. It's not going down. The tip of a reverse iceberg. <laughs> the chat's giving a shout out to Jess's awesome bomber. You know, what what emoji? The fire emoji. It is the dope. Ambulance. It is dope. The the firefighter. I'm just saying it, it, it's she's like cool, calm and collected trying to tell us like, hey, relax. Maybe maybe it would be a look a little different. So I'm going to throw it back to Connor. You were the one that was saying like eh, concerns. Do you have actual concerns or are you just I, saying, I like, don't I don't have concerns. Okay. Like I said, these are just like little things We're that I think at a team that is top of the table with only two goals conceded. Of course, and you know, who did score those two goals? Ryan Hollingshead, the sheet himself. I'm glad you asked because our next topic is unlikely sources contributing. Jess, you already kind of mentioned it. Last yeah. year, last year we were trying to rely on a Carlos Vela that was injured. Then Chicho Rongo scores and it's just like get it through Chicho. If we don't get it through Chicho, we can't score and we, Kind of lost games because of that. Now we're seeing defenders score. We're seeing substitutions score. I mean, this is a whole new world for LFC fans in what? 2022. A whole new world. Are we doing that? No. Yeah. I'll get in. Oh, you doesn't say a lot for me to say. You have a wonderful voice. Well, I, I think that, you know, good teams find different ways to, to score goals. And it's about fine margins, right? Mm -hmm. And so now we have different players scoring goals. We're also scoring off of set pieces, which is another way to kind of get those margins going in your direction. And I think that's, it's a good thing. It's its nothing to really complain about. I know we're all kind of waiting to see the the Vela show and the Brian Rodriguez show and Chicho Arango score the goals that he scored last season. But right now we're doing it without them. And that's a good thing. And we saw with Mamadou Fall, he came in with some really important goals last season, adding goals from Hollingshead and whoever else comes out of the woodwork. I mean, Maxime Cropot may score a goal. I mean, especially if you ask Connor, <laughs> he may score a goal soon, you know? And so it's it's a good thing. But the, but this feels so much more like that 2019 team that broke all those records. This feels like a team that anyone can step up and score the goal. So so I think Ryan Holling said scoring two goals today, although both off a set pieces, you know, in a different world, anyone could have done that. You know what I mean? But it speaks to our versatility. The players that we've brought in, they're kind of Swiss Army knives. Uh, Latif Blessing, Kimun won before he left. These are players that can play naturally in a couple positions. And when put in front of goal, a defender, a left back, can maybe bang two goals in. And on top of that, our depth this season. You know, Palacios not starting, Franco Escobar even being out. Now you have our fullback stepping up and even scoring the goals when the time matters. So I, I like it. it. It makes me really happy. 
and other guys are going to score. Brian Rodriguez is close. He's going to score. Chicho Arango is just a poacher. He's going to score, not getting the minutes right now because the guys in front of him are playing better. Uh, still maybe not 100% fit. And then see who's going to hit something from back there. So the list is going to continue. I feel very confident in that. The, the guys that need to be playing are playing and get results. And you mentioned the bench, and we know LAFC Edge, right, on Twitter fame. And he was a little critical of the team. He had a great tweet yesterday where he said, I love the depth of this team, which is the story, 100%. The fact that they bolstered this squad at so many positions. He says he gets excited every time he sees activity on the bench. He's wondering who's going to come in. Could be Tajiri Shradi as it was last night. Could be, uh, hey, it could be Danny Masovsky. Maybe he gets in there. Could be Chicho. There's a lot of do, options. Do you guys want to hear a crazy stat? Yes. Ryan Hollingshead has more goals than Brian Rodriguez and Chicho Arango combined this season. I mean, that's weird. <laughs> I don't think it'll end up that way, but no. that's very weird. But, but, but to, I just had to drop the really hot stat. Yeah, no, to Max's point, though, I, I'm, I'm, now that I'm thinking about all that depth, I'm thinking about those guys that maybe do have to sit a game. What, what do they now have to do to, to stay in the starting 11? I mean, th that's a good problem to have, but what do, if you're on the bench right there, what are you thinking? Uh, when I get a chance, I need to do well. <laughs> I need to listen to the, the coach and do what he says. And competition for places is a good thing. Every good team has somebody on the bench that could take your spot at any moment in time. And so LAFC is building a team like that, a winning team. And so there's nothing really wrong with it. Of course, I mean, I see in the, in the chat that people are talking about Chicho Rango and being concerned about him not playing. He's going to have to work to get into, into that position now. And that's just going to make him a better player and the team overall better. So nothing to worry about. Competition for places, tons of depth. We're building a winning side. Uh, you know what I also see in the chat? Chat about my, my complexion. I'm very tan. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Exactly. I don't know what you guys are talking about. What why do you think? I, oh, okay, yeah. Why don't, I, why don't I go ahead and move us along? Speaking of <laughs> Max, Chico, wait a minute. Soccer, you say, I, this is why I feel good on Sunday. Don't listen to Vince. Every Sunday, former rugby player, I go to Ocean Park there in Santa Monica, throw the rugby ball around for two hours, get a good run, jump no, in no the sure? Pacific Ocean, and then I'm like, ah, and then I came to the game. So that's where I get a little It's the Max Bredos life. So, so do I. My, I love so it. It's my, my Sunday tradition. By the way, Hollingshead almost had a hat trick. He did almost have a hat trick. Away. That would have been crazy. Two, two exactly same goals off corners, yeah. which would have been incredible. Uh, Jess, you brought up Chicho, and I want to talk a little bit about the man that is keeping Chicho on the bench. Mahala, and he's a guy that a couple weeks ago, people were calling you a hot take merchant, I believe. And I, I don't, I don't believe that. Well, I Someone said... Uh, the sh uh, release the sheet. So yeah. that was something she coined. Sheet. You yeah. got it. You're, you're creating a stir. You're making things happen here. I, I don't call you hot take merchant because I know that every time you have a take, you you back it up. You're not just saying things to say things. No. Uh, but you had specifics about Mahala's profile and why that bodes well for LAFC. So explain that again to some of the viewers that maybe don't understand. Yeah, guys. So Mahala, we're, when you compare him to Chicho, obviously you're thinking Chicho is the goal scorer and Mahala is this young kid. So how can he potentially be better? How can he be better for the team? In, in my mind, Mahala, with his directness, he's very quick and he stresses the back line out because he's so direct and willing to put pressure on the back line. There were several times even in yesterday's game where we just booted the ball long and the defender was just backing up and Mahalo was putting stress on him by putting him under pressure. He's really good at pressing the ball and just harassing you. Not only that, he's unpredictable. He can go left, he can go to the sideline, he can actually, or the end line, he can come in. And so that makes him a difficult opposition and no defender wants to play against that. Now when you add that to Carlos Vela dropping deep and Brian Rodriguez with all of his quality, there's a lot of balance there. And that's not to say that Chicho Arango doesn't have value. He has tons of value to this team. But right now we're looking for 
a, a front line that really goes together. And right now, for me, it's the front line that Steve chose to, to bring out in yesterday's game. And, and is that unpredictability because he's still kind of an under-the-radar under pick? Because, you know, he came into LAFC, scored that goal against Cruz Azul that we all know and remember in the, the Champions League, and then the following season got injured for most of the season. And now he's back and arguably back better than ever. And so for most teams trying to counteract someone like Mahala, is he really on the radar too much? Or is it Brian Rodriguez, Carlos Vela, or even Chicho Arango uh, in the training sessions before before a match trying to counteract them? And then Mahala comes out of nowhere and you don't know what to, what to do. There's a lot of young players that come in this league with raw skills and talent similar to Mahala. But what I really liked about him in this game, and he scored in the Miami game, but I thought that this Vancouver game was that much better, was the progression. And those young players come in here with raw talent, but then they get in that final third and maybe they're just they're lacking ideas or lacking composure. That ability to beat three guys, keep his feet, then with his off foot, find Carlos Vela. Yes, Carlos has to take a second bite of the cherry, as Max Bredos would say, yes. to, to get it in the net. But I, I don't think I see I saw that from him in the first couple of games. And that's I was kind of yelling at my TV at times saying, like, oh, there's the pass. This time he saw the pass, made the pass, made it happen. There was that's the progression of Mahal. And that's where, to your point about going under the radar, I think. We're going to start right here, right now. Mahala, under 20, 22. Yes, under print the shirts. Print the shirts. He's going to be on that Mahala, list. Mahala, 22, under 22. We know Mamadou Fall will probably be there, but I think by the time we get there, Mahala. Some good comments about this. Uh, Mahala, like blessing, pester opponents with or without the ball and motors that don't stop. Gomez Jr., same thing. Confirm the opposing team will be tired 100%. Andres Franco, Mahala has to improve his passing to win me over. We'll talk about that in the midfield in general. But we, we've touched on a lot of things about Mahala. One thing I wanted to add, in Major League Soccer through the years, you don't see a lot of guys just turn and face and go, I'm going at this defender because, you know, you want to keep possession. You'll see the lateral pass. He goes. Now, maybe half the time he gets by the defender. That's a good number. So you want to encourage that because, as where, Jessica where, said, it gets you vertical. Where would you get those stats? Uh, that's just, I just uh, took a wild That's the, that's uh, the old eye test. A guesstimated. <laughs> the the old good old eyeball test. test. Never steered uh, me wrong. Mex, Mex tip the next topic a little bit because despite how well our defense is playing and then surprises like Mahala, we're still uh, a little bit, I don't think the word's concerned, but we're still waiting for that midfield to really click. Now, there's been some injuries that have forced Steve Trondle to move some pieces around. Uh, but for me, I'm looking at that Vancouver game and I'm seeing a couple things. Seeing one, Vancouver is selling out to stop that midfield. They had a box in the midfield basically saying, we're going to have four guys in here at all times no matter what. Two, center backs having some difficulty finding their midfielders. And so three, I'm wondering, were guys just a little too stagnant? Are they not creating angles? What was the biggest takeaway and why the midfield looked not quite up to snuff against Vancouver? I think it was a little bit of both. I mean, I think making sure that we recognize that other teams get to have tactics too. They get to look at what our our team does well and try to counteract that. So I think once you saw that Vancouver was trying to make sure that our midfielders didn't get the ball, you could kind of give them a pass at that moment. But as the game kept going and we're kicking it over the top and you know we're trying to bypass midfield, at some point they need to figure out a, a, a way to get into the game. And I think they did that, but maybe not to the extent and the quality that we expect from Ilya Sanchez and Sifu in particular. I do think that you know the game state and, and having to move Kellen Acosta out of that midfield had some repercussions there, but it's it's not exactly what we want, but we have to remember that other teams get to have tactics too. We have to figure out a way to get out of that. Mm -hmm. And I think we did. There's also 30 games left in this season, and 
look, I can't tell you for certain that it will be better 30 games in, but I have a hunch that this team, as they play longer and longer together, will gel a little bit more, and these little problems won't be won't be as apparent. They're getting a lot of looks. They're getting a lot of looks from teams, so I think, as Connor pointed out, you'll get used to it. This is a tough one to crack, this, this Whitecaps formation, and it forced them to come and approach a little differently. The ball gets turned over a little bit too much, but I, I feel strongly that these things are going to get figured out. It's too much, just too much quality. But, but also, Jess was saying when we were doing our rehearsal that, that maybe we have to kind of change our minds a little bit into what is good. Steve Trundle, this is, although similar, this is a little different to what Bob Bradley was playing. And maybe we just have to get used to the style of play that, that, that Steve Trundle is playing. And maybe if we're still getting 3-1 results, still getting 2-0 results on the road, it is good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe we don't have to be uh, nitpicking here and just be happy with the result. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I will add defensively, they've been difficult to play against. So there is many aspects to the midfield game. It's just, I think, passing right now. We're so used to seeing a slick passing team. Yeah. yeah. And this is a very... Yeah, maybe it's an optical situation for us. We're like, yeah. this is not how LFC is supposed to look, but well, it's effective. Vince is and missing a twister right now. That's what you're missing. We all Just miss. Vince. You're Edward. missing... Well, <laughs> well, I think, but that that's that's the key, right? We have a more combative midfield that's that's a, is a little bit different. Obviously, the quality needs to go up. I mean, Ilya Sanchez was trying to pass the ball yesterday, and it wasn't to his normal standard. But I do think we we have to make sure that we re- remember that. Steve Trundolo might have a different idea about how LAFC is going to play moving forward. It may not be as slick. We may have a combative midfield that wins the ball and just gets it to our front players as soon as possible. So let's just be open-minded about that. But, yeah, quality needs to definitely go up. All right. Well, a bit of news happened. Well, we got to talk about it as a rumor last week's show, but now it is official. Kim Moon-Wan has joined Chungbuk of the K-League. Oh. Uh, they are the former champions. Uh, but are now one place. I called the them when they were in the Club World Cup many moons ago. Oh God! You you I thought, like, yeah, during the rehearsal, I was like, I thought we were gonna throw. Them. I knew it. I knew it when when he didn't realize it when he said it. That once I put it planted in his head, he was gonna bring. Uh, it back oh come on, I'm having a little fun. But let's talk about let's no let's fun first, allowed on the one. Let's okay. first talk about it. Some people were in the chat saying, you know, maybe we should have started him in more games, and maybe he wouldn't have wanted to go. But I don't think that's necessarily the case. So let's talk about it from Kim Woo Wan's perspective. Why well, in this I, moment is it important for him to go? First things first, we do not know exactly what Kim Wan is thinking. And I think that has to be on our minds when thinking about any player's decisions. These are players, and they're also people, right? Mm-hmm. So, look, I think we could have used him last night. Maybe he would have been a better option than Kellen Acosta on the right side, and then maybe shifting Kellen Acosta into the midfield would have been better. But that's a one-game basis. Long term, I think this makes a little more sense for all parties. One... Kim Moon-Wan going back home. Daniil Henry, I got to speak with him. He moved to, to, to Korea to play some soccer during the pandemic. Suwon, uh, Suwon Wings, yeah? Yep. And he got a little homesick, so he's coming back now. You know, I, I'm not saying that's exactly the case, but Kim Moon-Wan coming over to the U.S. from Korea um, during the pandemic, it's hard for anyone. So he's going back home. Also, World Cup year. He's going to get some minutes. And, and hopefully break into the World Cup squad. That, that's what it comes down to, and you, you pointed out two good examples of it. Daniil Henrik wanted to come here so he could be closer to everything Canada, uh, his intent to play some more. Obviously, he wants to be a featured player here, which will help his standing. He's played important minutes for Canada. Uh, he played the, the middle of the back three in the game against Mexico up there. Same thing for Kim Moon-Hwan here. He has been on the fringe of this Korean team. He started for them in this World Cup qualifying cycle. 
You've got to give it your best effort. You're not playing here regularly. LAC would love to have him, but you've got to keep him happy. Obviously, you want you want to have depth everywhere, and he probably would have started last night if he had not left. But this is a this is an important career move. Yes, to be more comfortable at home, but more importantly to get on that roster uh, for a once-in-a-lifetime I'm, sm I'm smiling because a lot of people are pointing in the chat that I might have had the last interview with him Congrats. live at Media Day, mm. and so maybe it's my fault. It is your I, fault. I, he yeah, you made him I time think that's me. a very the translator had also I remember we were going to try to get him to his first concert. He hadn't been to a concert wow. yet. And then but for those of you that surprised. He had some good local spots here. He was enjoying life yeah, in he L.A. Knew, he knew places. He had some spots. He told uh, Daniil Henry that he was going to take him to some good food places. But for those of you that are surprised, you shouldn't necessarily be because this has been part of the club's MO. They are going to be a player's club. And if things do not work out for players, they're going to find make them whole. solutions to make them whole. And I think in the long run, and I think it probably already is playing in their favor, yeah. players see that. They talk. They talk about places they want to be. Obviously, Los Angeles is a destination for a lot of people. But beyond that, knowing that a club will look after you, even if personally you're not having a great time, that will pay off. And they've already done it with players like Omar Gaber. Kim Un-Wan is another example of that so I think that's important to notice that about your club and it's a it's a good thing um Alan Hernandez with good comment I'll just leave you with this don't listen to Kevin Baxter wow you brought it in is there. time the for a brand new class last night of 22 and this week's topic is something that I know very little about driving Vince likes to make me feel self-conscious about my driving or lack thereof but Weird. after watching this I don't feel so alone so check out this new class of 22. The worst driver, yeah. Mahala. Mahala, bro, bro. Mahala is the worst driver. His parking, his parking's like in two lanes every morning. Tomas Romero. Oh, yeah, I could definitely see that. Mahala. I've just heard Mahala is a bad driver. I've never seen it, but I've, multiple people have said that out loud, and I've kind of just heard that, so I'm gonna stay away from him. Mahala, Mahala. So I think I'll give it to Mahala. Yeah. Everybody said he likes to park in two spots. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I've never been in anybody's car, so I don't know which one is the worst or which one is the good. So, I think the unanimous vote was Mahalo. That was for unanimous. Worst driver. And I like how Mahalo was like, you know what, I don't know. I don't know who is the worst driver. Um, you guys, though, who's the worst driver amongst the three of you? Well, my wife would say it's me, but I have an immaculate driving record, so what can I, know, I tell you? I don't you? really have any tickets or accidents, so yeah. it's it's going to be you when you eventually get your license. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna do some it, crazy you are going right. to. You're not driving at all yet? Not yet. Why not? I'll get there. How do you get around? Driver? Uber. Uber? Nice. Oh. <laughs> He's a modern man. I'm having an electric bike. Or one no, of those lime stop scooters. It. Stop trying to make the electric bike but happen. I, I, I want to say over. welcome, Boris, to the chat. I can yeah. see it's well, a big moment for you. Welcome, welcome Boris, <laughs> and we're about to welcome in someone else. Big spot. Right now. Yes. Let's transition from the class of 22 to somebody who is part of the class of 21. Fresh off his pregame studio show debut, LFC fan favorite Jordan Harvey is joining us on the show. Jordan, Woo! are you there? Oh, there he is. Whoa. There he is. Guys. Jordan Harvey. Our show himself. just got immensely more handsome. Uh, Jordan, I got to ask you. Uh, just right. No, we're twins, right? So it's just not kind anymore. of double reaction. Your hair came back, his did yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, mine didn't. <laughs> oh. I, I wish. I really wish. I, I'm seeing. I'm seeing the resemblance less and less every day. Uh, but Jordan, I got to ask you. Uh, what was it like to be on the pregame? And were you more nervous first day as a as a coach, or with Max Bredos and Heath Pierce? 
I wasn't nervous. I uh, was prepared. There were definitely uh, some cobwebs. We did a rehearsal and I was stumbling over some words, but I got those out. And then it was just all fun. And I'm and working with Max Rogo, Heath this time around, uh, and Sarah Takata, the producer, uh, was just a lot of fun. And uh, I definitely see some room for improvement. It was like after a game, going home, my wife and I, uh, now she has some input because she knows uh. the profession. Um, <laughs> we were able to break stuff down and just look at it, have a laugh, uh, say things were good, bad, uh, things to work on, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, don't uh, do not do that every time because it'll drive you a little <laughs> batty when you're looking at some of that because I do it myself. But uh, what about, I mean, it was, you were a popular man there by the concourse. A lot, that, that wrist was signing a lot of the, uh, papers. What was it like to be there with the fans? Because I know you get to do that as a player, but it's, it has to be a different, uh, it has to be a, certainly a different approach when you're there at the set. Yeah, all game, right? So the fans are just crowding, watching it back. The fans behind are going nuts. I had no idea that they're doing dance moves behind us and all sorts of things. My son, Maxie, well, may have started that craze, unfortunately. I apologize. I, I gave him the green light for that. for that. Okay. The thing that was difficult for me was the in-ear stuff, having to cut, wrap, cameras, looking at the camera. This is easy. It's one camera. Going from uh, one to the other was tough, but it was a lot of fun. Um, I can't wait to do it again. Follow-up question, how does it feel to be a movie star now, Jordan? A movie star? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if that's quite uh, my title. Um, definitely working with the first team has been a lot of fun, doing player development. Uh, the ambassador role stuff with the club is going to be awesome. We're going to set that out uh, pretty soon here, uh, working with Michelle, the new community outreach. And then this stuff. This is awesome. I want to join you guys every week. This is going to be fun. Can, can you get him a sand card? Can you get him a sand card? Get him right in there. Get a working actor. And we will make you join every week. Uh, and we do hey, have to. You, I'm a phone call away. You, you texted can, me and I you, was in. You, you can jump in Connor's away, before, uh, Uber. Before we get too deep into it, we do have to thank your lovely wife, Kim, for allowing you to do this. That's the real thank you that we have to put out for you for allowing That's you right. to come on. That's and, right. Kim's right. I'm right here. Thank you, Kim. I'm waiting on my Aperol spritz while you guys finish working. <laughs> yes, thank and, you, and also for seeing the Canadian national anthem last yes, night. Which yes, which was incredible. Makes me want to be Canadian. It was beautiful. Kim, are you I need to speak, well, need to, speak I, to the 3252 about doing the American national anthem. What do you guys think? I know one day they're going to finally let me do the American one. But yes, you know, we look forward to it. Three will, or four years. We will start that. Like, we will like start that switch the camera we'll back. Start the petition here. All right, Jordan. Let's uh, thank thank you so much, Kim. But let's get into the match a little bit now that you've had uh, a night to sleep on it. Uh, or actually, uh, Kim, speak up if you got any thoughts too. But now that you uh, she, just, she has thoughts on the hosting. She, okay. she doesn't. I don't know. She's at the merch store buying stuff. She doesn't have thoughts on the game. Well, now that now that you've had a chance to sleep on it, uh, tell us a little bit of how you saw that game playing out. I got to talk to Heath quickly as I was leaving the match, and he said, it felt to me a little bit like uh, the last couple of games with Vancouver where, like, they scored that goal and then nervy moments for a hot second there. But how did you see it play out? For me, talking about the whole season, um, it feels like 2018. It feels like everyone's starting to gel. Um, you're seeing instances of some good quality play. Um, it needs to be cleaned up, definitely around the back line, short, sharp passes. Um, but you see it's coming along, and I, I want Kellen Acosta back in the midfield. That's going to happen. 
Um, and then finding these, and I talked about it a lot, just between the lines. Uh, Vancouver was super hard to break down. As the game wore on, they found the spaces, uh, but they needed to be uh, woken up by the goal. Um, it was a very slow start. As the game wore on, you saw Mahala getting in behind. You saw runs from Carlitos down the middle. He had a couple good chances. Um, and it started to open up, and then uh, it was only a matter of time. And the key is, is these set pieces. And I've been listening to the show for a while. Um, you know, there was a Walker Zimmerman who had a brace against the San Jose oh. Earthquakes team. Uh, and so there are defenders scoring for LAFC in the past. And now this is uh, this current team. They're just writing a new story, new characters. Uh, but you still see the same theme. And it's, it's moving forward. I'm really happy uh, to see it progress. It is going to get better um, as this year goes on, for sure. Well, when you talk about getting better, you said 2018, which a lot of us have been comparing it kind of to 2019 with so many different weapons. Uh, but I, I like the take where you're coming from because we're kind of looking at the midfield now, and I think you heard us talking about on the show. We're so used to the midfield driving this team forward, and now you're talking about gelling. So how is that, how is that process working out? Have you been seeing kind of what we're seeing, and is it, is it just a – uh, a matter of time, a matter of gelling. Also, as you pointed out, a matter of getting the right guys in those positions and not having to fill in other spaces. Yes, it's a matter of gelling. And in 2018, under Bob Bradley, it was laying the foundation, right? And it was always going to be a process, always going to be a process. And so now, uh, refresh, if you were to fast forward, you say all new faces. Uh, my wife uh, knows half of them, you know? Uh, and it's all new faces. And it's going to take time. So it's like laying the foundation, just like 2018. It's impossible to compare this team to 2019. That was a well-oiled machine. They had worked out all the kinks in 2018, and that was just hit the go button. And now we've got these new faces, Kellen Acosta, Ilya Sanchez, Latif Blessing, I thought had an amazing game last night. He brought a lot of energy. You saw the, the best of Latif winning the ball back higher up, I think he's going to get a lot more playing time, a lot more starts moving forward. Um, and then the additions to Jury Shroudy, this guy coming off the bench is going to be a huge asset moving forward. Um, but we talked about the depth. I think the success that we had in 2018 and 2019 was the depth. We, we were able to throw guys in, uh, you know, uh, uh, Josh Perez. We had Diamande, Arena, Christian Ramirez. I mean, talk about striker options. Um, so we have had the options, and that's what's going to be the key to our success. You talked about Escobar possibly coming back in next week. Cheeky didn't play this week, but he's going to be a, a constant moving forward in this season. Um, Holling said so versatile, left, right. He could play wing back. Um, it's going to be awesome. And then we talked about it on the broadcast, but, but Eddie Segura is like he has my heart. This guy has a heart of gold, an amazing person, and he's going to be like in a like a top signing this summer coming in. So um, it's exciting. It's definitely not a finished product, but you see glimpses of it, which is really promising. You know, Jordan, I can listen to you talk for hours, <laughs> I think. Just being completely honest. It's a good lesson. How, how much time do we have? We yeah, could, watch uh... your, I can watch your, your scenes and your acting, Connor, yeah. every you. day. Thank every you. day. I love these things. Well, maybe we can do a trade-off, we'll Jordan. If you, if you what is going on right now? Help. Maybe you give Connor a little, uh, you know, soccer commentary help. We could do a little trade. There you go. There you go. Does anybody else have anything for Jordan? Yeah, I have a question. Go um, for it. 
Speaking of glimpses, um, I wanted to ask you about Brian Rodriguez. He's somebody that's shown a lot of glimpses over the years, and he's an extremely talented young player that probably hasn't hit the heights that we've all expected him to. Um, if you had to give him one coaching, like bit of coaching, what would you give him to take him to the next level? So for me, when he got here, um, playing behind him as a left back, it was always for me the position, the defensive shape, uh, willingness to work. Um, it was never necessarily the 1v1s in training. Um, you could see it, and now you've seen it more and more on the field. This year, especially in preseason, you saw it early, um, there's something that switched. And I talked about it on the broadcast again um, a couple days ago at training. Um, uh, he's you know doing his curls in the gym. He likes to do curls. Um, I'm talking to him about what has switched. And for me, he's raised his level this year. Um, his intensity attacking in behind. Uh, defensively, he's working very hard, um, getting into good spots. And so when I asked him, I was like, man, you're playing much better this year, being honest. Um, what's been, uh, you know, the change? And he said, Steve Trundle. He said, uh, under his guidance, it's really freed him up. It's given him the freedom uh, to really express himself on the field. And in turn, defensively, he's willing to put in the work. And so um, I think you're going to see good things from Brian this year. I think uh, this last game wasn't necessarily his best of the season. I think he's had a really good start, but this one was probably uh, fourth best, I would say. But moving forward into the season, I think you're gonna see um, some special things um, it's not a coincidence that it was a tough game for him going against Tristan Blackman, who knows him very well. And you saw Tristan. Um, I thought Tristan had a really good game. He was really aggressive out there, obviously got the goal. Uh, but there were moments that he chased down Brian and, and did well. Well, Jordan, Connor said that we could listen to you for hours and we could, but we'll be very much in trouble with your wife. So we're, we are going to let you go. Yeah. Uh, it's been so great to have you. Yes. You bring us, uh, you know, a player's perspective, uh, a coach's perspective now. And, and on top of it, a broadcaster's perspective. So thank you so much. There you go. Party's going to get there. That go. is an Aperol. There we go. Enjoy, it? Yeah, enjoy some well-earned days off. This is the retired life, guys. This is nice. This it's is a, nice. a good life. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to coming on again soon. We appreciate you, Jordan. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, Jordan. Guys, Wait. you can catch Jordan all season long on the local LFC broadcast on KCOP 13 with, of course, Max Brown. Yeah, it was great to see, as someone mentioned, I miss – the Harvey Beta Shore combination. I know. From yeah. the beginning, the foundation. That's what Jordan Harvey you brings. You sound like a vampire from the beginning. From the beginning. <laughs> um, so every week, there's so much going on that some pretty cool topics fly under the radar. But that's why you have us to keep our eye out and sh shine a light on some of these awesome topics. So here's what we missed. I see you. Fun segment. It is a fun segment. It isn't. Because you can go anywhere with it. You can go Doesn't anywhere. necessarily have to be on the field. Yes. I will let you go first. Yeah, so my ICU is John Thorrington's recruitment. I think the recruitment has been outstanding. And just writing down in my notes, Hollingsheed. Hollingsheed, you guys, <laughs> I did it. it. You did it. You got like three comments here. Boris said Hollingsheed killed okay. yesterday. All right, loves it. Hollingshead, yeah. sorry, no, you sorry. Can, you can uh, two goals, Maxime, transformative, Sanchez, solid, Escobar good before his injury, Henry, um, Daniel Henry stepping in for Mama Dufall. Kellen still finding his feet. I mean, 
that's five, five and a half out of six players doing doing really good. Tajuri Shroudy obviously coming off the bench the other day and getting a goal off a set piece. I mean, this is what you want when you when you recruit, and you can tell that there was a clear plan, a clear emphasis on depth and quality, not just one or the other. And now we're a team that looks so strong. And I mean, hats off to John Thorington and his team because it's been excellent. Legit, I don't say this about like a lot of teams because I hate it when people like try to read uh, body language and stuff like that. But it does actually seem like they really like each other too. Yeah, I mean that's which a is good a good thing. thing. Yeah, you like no, when I know, but I'm just saying like everyone because yeah, when, when things are going well, it's it's easy to say they look like they like each other. But I, they really the way they celebrate. I wonder if anyone can tell that we all don't like each other. Yeah, we all have oh, separate, they can tell. We all have separate dressing rooms. Uh, Max, what is your ICU? Uh, we all saw the shirt that was worn by Will Ferrell. During the Portland game, he was there in the director's box, and it was the uh, Barack Obama-style Hope shirt, but it said Paul on it. And now Paul had one last night with Will, and uh, people were going crazy. All the players had the shirts on afterwards. Ryan Hollingshead at the press conference was addressing it a fair bit. Uh, everyone loves team security, Paul. Although we're never going to hear the end of this, and it's going to only get worse when I do oh, this. But I got my look at that God. in all its glory. Uh, does anybody in the chat want this? I might. I'm considering maybe. You're going to give them a away. new one, though. Giving right? it away? Yeah. No, or are you? I'll buy a new right? one. I don't no. know if those people. Are you going to give the shirt off your back? one off your back? Do people have the one on my back? Or should I get another one? What you cologne do you have? A, a new what does it smell like? Cologne. I have uh, Yves Saint Laurent. Oh, not not Dracar Dracar Noir. No, no, Jacquard. Not musty? Back in my day, the Jacquard Noir, you'd get it for 25 cents and you'd spray you. You know, it was, <laughs> oh, wow. it was very bad. When, when the stadium? J.D. Walls. Well, there you go. We love Team Security, Paul. It was great to see the reaction there at the stadium for this shirt. It's cool. Very nice cotton and uh, <laughs> all made within our 3250. Gomez Jr. I genuinely got scared thinking that there was nothing <laughs> underneath that jacket. <laughs> uh, Craig is asking where worried. you get the shirt. It's, uh, it's at club.football.club on Instagram if you want to get the shirt. We, I'm actually wearing another other of his shirts um look the lfc community as as i've shown on some of these shows has so many great shirts so many great creative ideas and so my icu is actually kind of another shout out to the community it starts with you guys in the chat uh this last uh 110 football instant reaction post game show was the first time that we got to have not just a great chat but people behind us there was 20 to 30 people the entire show uh, they hung out with us. They were part of everything that we do, all the segments. They were shouting out answers. Uh, they're really funny. Some of them, some of them were giving me, it looks me a, amazing. Little, a little back and forth. They were keeping me on my toes. This wouldn't have happened, one, without you guys in the chat really getting us involved and, and pushing us over the top. But it's just such an awesome thing to be there at the bank. And now when we do our, our shows, we can be a community. We can be all together. So, hey, April 17th, LAFC versus SKC. Get some tickets. Come on out to the 110 football uh, hang out. What we we need like a name for where we hang out, uh, yeah. but it's right under the free play Maybe sign should, on the HQ side. We should do like an LA uh, like an Instagram store where we can have people like yeah ideas for what the hangout area. Should Come be hang called. out. We'll put you on the mic. We'll put you on camera. We want you to be involved. So don't be give shy. you some free stuff. We'll give you free stuff. We got cool stress balls. We got pins. We got all kinds of stuff. My ICU is uh, Exhibit, Be Real, and Shavo all Very joining cool. in at the 3252, banging the drums. What I like about this isn't just the fact that these three were there. One, look how much fun they're having. They're really, and, it, and this clip is very small, but they were there for a while. Carrying a good beat. They look so into it, so, like that's amazing. But bigger picture for me, it's yes, we know LAFC celebrities come to the matches, the influencers come to the matches, but they don't just come to the matches to get a photo, photo op and, and just watch soccer. They come to be a part of this community, be a part of this family. And I love that. 
You don't see that anywhere else. No, and, and, and I love System of a Down, and I love Cypress Hill, and see two of their founding members sharing a drum in the 3252 is surreal. That's just tremendous. Incredible. Incredible. I mean, the musical talent on display, and I'm talking about the 3252 first, but then those guys yeah. join in too. Uh, that's that's incredible. Uh, speaking about the community, one thing that has also grown has been our players to watch. Uh, week in and week out, we do this. You pick one player from each team, and you just got to be our panel, which you guys are good. You're much better than us. Yeah, we... someone someone won again this week, and uh, Connor, hold up the prize. Uh, oh, yes. Congratulations to at O Chris. Check this out. Guess what? Ooh. You've just won an official MLS ball, but not just that, because it is a great ball. Uh, it's signed by Latif Lessing. Uh, so. Uh, catch. It would take everything well, in my being not to play and use that ball because it's it's rare to find a really good ball. So it's yours at O Crispin. Do what like you want with it. It is signed by Latif Blessing. Congratulations. And for everyone, it does, right? for everyone wondering, how can I get myself some signed swag every match, guys, before the game, before kickoff, if you give us one player from each team, you can win. Signed. I don't want to let this go, but I guess we have to. By the way, how Gerardo Rios beside himself that he joined late, and now he's emptying the chamber with his takes. Go for it. Including everyone saying we have not given enough love for Jesus Murillo. True. Empty the tank because right now it's time for questions. So get some questions in. We need your questions. Yes. I'm going to start off with one that has disappeared as it has gone up the chat. It came from Craig. He asked, would Tristan Blackman have excelled under Steve Trondolo? We just have to – Imagine what this would be like. I'll start because you know how I feel about Tristan Blackman. I think he would have, assuming that they kept him as a center back. I still think Tristan's ceiling is so high. He's such a good player. Uh, yes, he went against Brian Rodriguez, and he knows him well from the training field, but there were some times where he was super clean. But, and, and Brian was playing, to Jordan's point, Brian was playing well. He, he was going at him with speed, but Tristan had a match step-for-step. Step. Not easy with a guy of that caliber. I'm wondering what you guys I, think. I also want to say, keep in mind, let's say he was still on the team this is a team with Eddie Segura, Jesus David Maria, where we say he's been playing uh, a level above mm-hmm. the, the, the ability he was playing last season. And then we got people like Mamadou Fall, now Daniil Henry. So, look, as much as I'd want to say that if he was still here, he'd be starting and, and excelling, I don't know. I don't know what that landscape would look like if he was. But there. another good example of uh, putting him in a good position, Vancouver's a great place to live. It's a club where he's going to play a lot. He plays an important role there. Uh, as part of a back, they did just give him a contract. Part of a back so they three, they just it. got him a contract extension. He's gonna probably make more money there than he could at LAFC. So uh, it, it was a really good move in, in that part. But I, I, you know, they left him in, and I, there's probably some agreements there. In the expansion draft, went to Charlotte, then immediately traded to Vancouver. He was in demand, and I think even as an LAFC fan, you're happy that he's starting somewhere and yeah. getting these minutes. It's good for him. I, I think what it really says is the impact that Steve Trundle has had on the defense. If everyone thinks that guys that aren't even here anymore could be of a greater stature. But I, I just think the Blackman move makes sense for all parties involved. I think Tristan Blackman, like Max was saying, will be much happier mm-hmm. in Vancouver, making more money, playing a very much more important role in Vancouver. And then LAFC, it's okay. We're yeah, that, playing great. That's definitely what you want to see is you want to see both both parties to be happy, kind of similarly to what we talked about with Kim Moon-Wan. You want them to feel like they're going to a place where they're going to be valued and be happier, and then we don't fill that gap, mm-hmm. and we don't fill that gap. And I do think Tristan is a really good player. Um, obviously, like I said yesterday, once you don't play for LAFC, you're dead to me. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> he, he just posted a photo of, on, on his Instagram of like his react, like when he scored. He was like, 
like a stare down. Yeah. And someone yeah. commented like but a he, he didn't celebrate though. Did he not celebrate. He did a little bit though. He did, but then he caught himself. That's all for the where you forget where you are because when you score a goal, you just lose your mind and then should lose your mind. Yeah. Good for him. Incredible. Yeah. Remember when everyone was giving Mama? I'm actually surprised you like players not celebrating. I love it. I think it's so really? respectful for a you, fan base that has cheered you for so long. It yeah. doesn't they're not doing that to the uh, the teammates or the or the, the John Thorrington or us. It's it's to those fans that they you, they're you know, Do you think if Raheem Edwards scores against LAFC, he'll celebrate? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> he'll go like this. Not, he yeah, was here such a short amount of time. Probably should. I'm not saying I'm not saying you're disrespectful Max. Point. You're just normally team like joy. Let joy reign. No, so I'm no, I'm, 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 te I'm team tradition. Got this it. is a little off topic, but because I brought up the Galaxy, did you guys see Joao Moutinho's uh, uh, post the other day where he, uh, w when they beat LA Galaxy 1-0 in Carson, he tagged the location, not in LA. Ah. Oh. Ooh, do tell. So do if you, tell. yeah. So and we'll, maybe he'll show up in our next show, the expansion events at four o'clock yeah. Pacific time. Maybe. maybe we have a lot to talk maybe. about. Toss we up. do have a lot to talk about around MLS. All right, let's see what other questions we get. Uh, people asking about Duvall on a free. I mean, the answer is yes. If you can get him, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Not, not no, because of Juventus. No, no, no. Come on. No, no, no. I was just about to say, like, these okay. Juventus, Juventus, Juventus. This is totally off topic. Arsenal, Duvall on a free. Do you take him? Oh, absolutely. Okay, there you that's go. The that's, that's the answer. Vince, if anything, if this year in MLS has taught me anything, is that nothing is impossible now. Like, the amount of money that's being thrown around, the amount, the, the, the high caliber players that aren't even in their like retirement players stages are coming yet. younger now and then you see like goalkeeper Roman Berkey coming in and Hector Herrera mm -hmm. like I think this is going to become such a destination it's going to be somewhere to come not just to retire and collect money but to actually play and enjoy enjoy life and then also the MLS is becoming a, a selling league as well like it's really growing and so yeah Dybala on <laughs> Well, you're you're, you're going to see real quality so. players in their prime coming to The Lorenzo Insigne money is going to speak volumes because other players go, I can go there, play where and make that kind of money. And live in a good it. place. Live in so a good Dybala, place. Oh. So Mo Salah, you don't Leo even have Messi. To, you, don't, you don't even have to tell them anything about the team. They're going to be living in L.A. Come on. Yeah. That's the same hey, point right there. Diminutive, left-footed playmaker scores. Is I that Carlos Lorenzo Lern Insigne has opened the gate, floodgates. Let's go. Yeah. I saw a question about where do you think Segura will fit in once he's healthy, because it's a really good question, because it's going to be a dilemma. I still think Fall yeah. Segura is like the most exciting combination that I think would love to see. I like all due respect to Mario like Daniel. Daniel could make yeah. it too. But. Well, let's talk about how you how you compose a, a center back pairing. There's a, usually traditional thinking about this. There's a, kind of the stopper sweeper, right? The, the type of guy that's going to be aggressive, so that's more of a Mamadou that's going to really get in there, maybe step up into midfield. And then there's the kind of the thinking man, the Eddie Segura, the the guy that covers everyone's backs. So that's why I think we think maybe it's Eddie and Fall. But I think I don't know. I mean. Daniil Henry strikes me as more of in the mold of a, a, a sweeper type that, that kind of covers up. But he was getting even into the play when he was getting subbed in where he was stepping forward. I feel like a, there's a lot of different combinations, which maybe maybe that's speaking to oh. center backs as a whole. The, the position continues to change. Also, Ibiaga is still on this team. Yep. I, what? Yeah. What, and, he's uh, not even part of this conversation? Very active and supportive on the sidelines. I got to say, you see him there. He's first there to celebrate with his teammates. It's a... Uh, you need those types of players, Absolutely. right? The ones that know that they're probably not going to get the start, no. but they're culture guys. You know, they're there to cheer on the team. Yeah. So it's a good thing. It's, I don't think the Segura thing is something we have to worry about just yet. We don't really yeah. know what it's going to be like, but I mean, we have so many good center backs to choose from, and that's the real point here. 
Last one, we had a question about uh, the configuration of the midfield, and I want to bring this up because Jordan talked about how much he liked Latif in that game. So the question was, is Latif now your starter with Ilya Sanchez and Kellen Acosta? How would you configure a midfield, and how do you think it changes? I think that's a fair shout. I, I would, I would, if Latif goes into the starting 11, I would probably replace uh, Sifu. With right. Blessing. Sifu, who will be joining. Uh, actually, that was another yeah. question. How many people are going away? Chiki, Sifu, Daniel Henry, Maxime Capo, Count Acosta. Sifu and Chiki obviously have to travel the farthest going to South yep. America. Their final game is on a Thursday. Then we play in Orlando on Saturday. Latif so definitely starts the Orlando game. Yeah, I think, think. The, I think regardless of form, you would probably not be starting those guys just to keep them safe. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. April gets busy, too. There will be, there'll be games. There'll be games. Uh, well, as we've seen, we will need every single player from top to bottom in this roster. Um, yeah. uh, we've seen it. It's only four games in the season. Yeah, and it's almost like John Thornton and his team knew that we were going to need all these players. Because at first it was, remember you said, when is Daniel Henry going to get some playing time? When is, is Hollingshead going to be able to play? They've now we know. It. Yeah. yeah, they're playing now, so um, makes a lot of sense. He stocked the cupboard. Yeah, for sure. Steve just got to <laughs> do the rest. All right, thank you guys for the questions. It's great. We love getting your questions. But now is our time where we get to pick the topic that we want to talk about. It's time for stoppage time. Each one of us have prepared a topic that we are very fired up about. We can go about a minute on it. And the voice of LAFC, Max hey. Bredos, is the first up on stoppage time. <laughs> That's the voice time. of LAFC. Voice, it is. Good voice. I, okay. I just love saying it. Yes. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Yeah. And it's the TV voice because we have Dave Denholm's the radio. You're correct. Voice. You're correct. So that's why. Well, I was if like Dave to... was in the room, I would I would specify. But you're the and you can call him the voice when I'm not in the room. Got it. Fair. All right. What's uh, my stoppage time is. That. Let me clarify that. Yes, my stoppage time is not to lose momentum. As Vince touched on, the international break is going to be coming up here, and five LAFC players will feature or will be with national teams. So we saw this so often in 2021, and it affected the LAFC squad time and time again. For obvious reasons, you're not training with the team. You're not sharing time with your teammates. That is going to take a toll. It's not going to be perfect when everyone comes back unless something really bizarre happens. But you got to limit that, and you hope that the momentum at least picks up as quickly as possible when everyone is back, and then you hit April. This beginning of the season was unheard of, where there were no interruptions. Seven, eight solid weeks of training leading into games. This is the first interruption. LAFC hits the break. Three wins, one tie, no losses. Now you want to make sure you maintain that, and the coaches I know will do the very best to do that. But also, I'd say, take a nice break, too. You take a break. It. Some of the team players that aren't on international duty will be able to take a break. It's not going to be as a difficult a training schedule until you get closer to that Orlando game, which is good. You need to recharge the batteries. Maybe do like Kim Har Harvey and get a, get a spritz. Just one. A spritz. Just An one. Aspro, a, 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 aspro Ap spritz. Aperol, Aperol spritz. Aperol spritz. Uh, Jessica, you're up. Your stoppage time. All right, so my stoppage time take is it's time to overreact, people. Oh, we're good. Whew. Hot take, Jess we is back. That. <laughs> I'm back. It's time to overreact, you guys, and I'm ready to overreact. Earlier, before the season started, I was saying, let's be patient. Let's hold our horses because we don't know what this team is going to look like. We have new players coming in. We had players going out, and we weren't quite sure what Steve Tarandolo's team was going to look like. We're not even firing on all cylinders just yet. Is, this is not peak Vela. This is not peak Brian Rodriguez. It's not peak Kellen Acosta. And we are still winning games by margins. We had a game even against Portland where it was one of those, if you can't win, don't lose. We, we've struggled through the Miami game, but we still got the three points. We weren't playing wonderfully yesterday, but we still got the three points. This team is good. 
Steve Trundolo is a good coach. And yeah, I, I just overreaction time. It's time to overreact. You guys were winning the World Cup. It's coming home. Yeah. It's coming home. And That's Jay, right, still have a DP, as good, Jay good David job. Wallace points out. There is a lot to be excited around moving ahead. And and also, more time to even gel. Uh, I, I just I, I can't help but be so optimistic that four games into the season, we have a DP spot open. We have a 30 games left of the season. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Hot take, Jess. Hot take, Jess. Is my favorite. Hot take. It's Overreaction glad, glad to, time. Glad to have you back. Guys, do you know what really grinds my gears? Uh, Connor's uh, cold opens. Yeah, cold opens. I'm not, not a fan of my voice. You know what? You know what I really hate on the soccer field? A shot happens. A goalkeeper does the faint dive and then runs at his defender, starts screaming at them. I hate that. Tim I, Howard was the king of that. Tim <laughs> Howard was the king of that. And you know who's taking his place? Brad Guzan. I hate it. I really hate it. So my stoppage time is this: the flip side of it. It's Maxime Cropo. In the 91st minute last night. Uh, Daniil Henry made what was a pretty routine block. It was it's three to one. The game's probably ended, uh, but there was a little bit of a nervy moment. He makes a block, and immediately Maxime Cropo jumps up with the same passion of a Brad Guzan yelling at his defender. Picks up Daniil Henry, pats him on the shoulder, dapping him up like pumping up the crowd. I love that. That sets the tone for this team. Maxime Cropo is setting the tone for this defense that has only conceded two goals this season. Both of them a bit fluky. One uh, a set piece that deflected off the bar. Interest in Blackman first to it, although. Offside? Might have been offside. Been no, no, no. Uh, I think he was okay. Jimmy, Char was okay. Jimmy Chara, obviously, with that bicycle kick. But the tone of this defense, they're together. They celebrate each other. You, you love to see that. I like that so much more. I know not every goalkeeper has that because it's a different kind of personality. Maxime Cropo is a big personality. But I love the way he's using it. He's using it to raise up his team instead of chastise them. And I think at the end of the day, that will be best for everyone. Because there will be a time he should where Maxime Cropo will have to make seven or eight saves for and us. And it will be a time where he has to chastise somebody. Yeah, You'll have to gonna, which yeah. It works. In, but you know, you know what? If, They'll have remembered how much he pumped them up. Good times. If you, if you told me that four games into the season, the only two goals that were scored on us was a bicycle kick and Tristan Blackman, I would have been okay with that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Those are Who would have said okay that goals. to you, by the way, after four games? Um, Connor my, from the future. Speaking of which, my stoppage time is Tristan Blackman scoring a goal on us. Look, if we didn't end up winning this game, maybe the, my, my stoppage time would be a little bit different. But the fact that he scored one goal. We ended up with three points. I'm actually kind of happy that he scored a goal on us, if I'm going to be completely honest. I still love Swaggy T. Yeah. Jess, I know any player that isn't on LFC is an enemy to you, but uh, I, I disagree. I, there's always a place in my heart for, for Tristan, part of the first-ever roster, um, and I'm, I'm happy that, one, he scored on us, but, two, we got three points. I've watched games with you, and I, you, your favorite player in those games was Tristan Blackman. Yeah. You would focus on him and Swaggy T, Swaggy T. It's so. a good it's a good nickname. What I happened, like players with the nickname. What happened to Campbell's uh Tristan Blackman Ooh. Oh, that's right. Your no, sister also big <laughs> Tristan. No, that's not true. I don't believe that. Campbell was a big big Tristan Blackman fan. I don't know who her favorite player is. Now. Now. Well, listen to LAFC players. Campbell <laughs> Colossus' his favorite player is up for grabs, so that's what you're playing for here. Should we do an LA, Cup in the LAFC the Bachelorette? Game. Yeah, and all the other things. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you everyone for for your <laughs> for your take. Uh, I can't wait to dive into this weekend's storylines with all of you. Next week, the Black and Gold are taking their first break of the season, but don't worry, we'll be back with another one of our famous 110 watch parties on April 2nd. LFC goes back on the road to Orlando. Join us on our YouTube channel for some fun afternoon football and possibly an adult beverage, not Connor. Oh, not uh, one of my favorite. No peer ID pressure says. there for you guys. Just come and hang Get out. Your drink. Get fun. your frosty you cold one. Look, you don't need the adult beverage, but sometimes it helps. A sparkling water would 
After hey, the job. Let me just say, after that Tigres loss, it did help. It did help. Yeah. Wait, what? Wait, what? How old are you? <laughs> uh, thank you, guys. Uh, shout out Team Security, Paul. Shout out to all you guys Reppin. in the chat. Thank See you guys you. at 4 p.m. MLS show. Hi, Latif Blessing. Subscribe to 110 Football.